Welcome to the video broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Rev. Dr. Randall Kane Jr. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Donleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Please sit back and enjoy this message already in progress. Beloved, um, since the beginning of 2023, going back to the beginning of last year, I have been present at seven homegoing services. Beloved, since the beginning of 2023, I have officiated six of those homegoing services. Beloved, since the beginning of 2023, I have delivered eulogies, good words spoken over the lives of those who transitioned in five of those homegoing services. Beloved, since the beginning of 2024, I have been present at two homegoing services. This month of January. Officiating one and delivering eulogies, good words spoken over the life of the transition at both. Beloved, said another way, death and I have gotten very well acquainted. Now, beloved, if you know anything about me, you should know that I do not like to lose. And that even if or when I lose, I do not ever consider myself to be a loser. You see, beloved, even when I lose, I look for the learning opportunities created in the loss because I am a child of God, a son of God, and I know enough about the word of God to believe in what the apostle Paul wrote in Romans 8 and 28. And we know, not I know, but we know that all things, not some things, but all things work together, not in part, but in whole, the good and the bad, for good to them, not everybody, not everybody, but to them that love God, to them who are the call, not those who went, but those who God sent, according to his purpose, not mine, not yours, not ours, but God's. And beloved, because of what I believe, even in the midst of death, I have had to learn the truth that death is not a destination. That death is not the end. That death is simply a point of transition, a doorway. And beloved, for those who transition in the Lord, death is the doorway to victory. Beloved, the title of today's message is Victory. 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 Beloved, what do you believe, truly believe, happens when you die? Now, thinking about that might be a little too personal. So let me ask the same question a slightly different way. Beloved, what do you believe, truly believe, happened to your loved ones? when they died. As a Christian, would you like to know the answer? You see, I cannot speak for everyone else who has an opinion on the matter because I believe in the words found in 2 Corinthians 5 and 20 that as Christians, we are ambassadors for Christ. And beloved, as an ambassador for Christ, I am living in a foreign land on someone else's sovereign soil. A misfit in this world because this world as it is, is not my home. Somebody need to tell themselves right now, this is not my home. 
So, beloved, again, I must ask you, Christian, what do you believe, truly believe, happened to your loved ones when they died? In 1 Corinthians 15, 51, the apostle Paul reveals, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Beloved, unless you have died and come back to tell all of us what happened on the other side of glory, if you made it that far, you do not know for sure. But if we can trust in God's holy word that is supposed to be the foundation of our faith, then perhaps God has given us a glimpse, some insight, a heavenly perspective. First, beloved, Paul explains that everyone will not die. Now, you might say, Pastor, <laughs> preacher, everyone knows that everyone will die. Not so. You see, beloved, we are waiting on something to happen. We're waiting on Jesus the Christ to return. And beloved, as Paul shared, when Jesus returns, we shall all be changed. As written by Bernard Igner and released by Quincy Jones in 1974, we have the song, Everything Must Change, which begins, everything must change. Nothing stays the same. Everyone will change. No one stays the same. The young become the old and mysteries do unfold because that's the way of time. Nothing and no one goes unchanged. Beloved, this change that Paul wrote about. Beloved, this change that Bernard Ignor wrote a song about. Beloved, this change that Quincy Jones produced and released a song about is ultimately what we are waiting on, beloved. Beloved, when we look at this world as it is and as we hope for it to be, we know that everything and everyone must change. And beloved, change it will. As Paul continued in 1 Corinthians 15, 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Beloved, questions about this change that plagues, torments, and trips up the minds of men and women are when how and what? When will the change come? How will the change happen? And what will the change be? Beloved, when will the change come? I cannot help you with that. Except that it will be in a moment. Now that may not be a good enough answer for you. And I can understand, beloved. But do know that that was all Jesus gave us to work with in Matthew 24 and 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. So, beloved, stop trying to predict the uncertain certainty like so many foolish people have done in ignoring the word of God by trying to outthink, outknow, and outdo God. We as Christians are simply supposed to believe that Jesus is coming back. Does anybody believe that Jesus is coming back? And when Jesus comes back, beloved, something incredible is going to happen. How? In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump for the trumpet shall sound. Beloved, a sound that will alarm or rest and make the whole world aware and pay attention that something is happening that never happened before is going to happen. That Jesus is coming back. 
And beloved, what will happen when Jesus comes back? Beloved, the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Beloved, what will happen to those who have died, to those who were buried, to those who were cremated, to those whose bodies were lost in wars, wars of a man-made kind of simply wars related to the tragedies of life? Beloved, all will get new bodies. Fit for eternity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And beloved, what will happen to those who remain when Jesus returns? Beloved, all will get bodies fit for eternity. For beloved, eternity awaits us. And these bodies are not fit for eternity, as Paul explained in 1 Corinthians 15, 53. For this corruptible, anybody been sick lately? Anybody had any aches and pains lately? Anybody have something replaced that you wasn't born with lately? Oh, beloved, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Beloved, we exist right now in temporal bodies, but one day, one day, when Jesus returns, we will get eternal bodies. As Revelation 21 and 4 encourages us, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Anybody looking forward to that day? For the former things are passed away. Beloved, in a moment, in a twinkling of the eye, the short term will become the long term. The short time will become the long time. The short game will become the long game as we finally receive the joy in knowing that for the Christian, the sinful will forever be the sin forgiven. That the sin filled will forever be the sin saved. That the sin stained will forever be the sin cleansed. Beloved, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the sinner who became the sinner redeemed will become the saint who, because of their willingness to experience conviction, repented. So that they would not be condemned. And then, beloved, next comes the victory. As Paul continued in 1 Corinthians 15, 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up. In victory. Beloved, the prophetic words of Isaiah 25 and 8 tells us, He, God, will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it. Beloved, this is why we do not celebrate death forever mourning. If we know God, then we know better. Beloved, this is why we do not allow ourselves to crawl into the grave with our loved ones when they go ahead of us. If we know better, then we know better and we do better. Beloved, this is why we celebrate the victorious home going of our loved ones in anticipation of us joining them one day. If we know God, then we know better. You see, beloved, when you die, when your loved ones die, that is not the end. Death is just a door, a door that you must pass through unless Jesus comes back first to receive your victory. 
So, beloved, instead of fearing death, just see death as a point of transition, nothing more and nothing less. Like you can defang a poisonous snake, rendering its hiss worse than its bite. You can look confidently, courageously, and boldly at death and declare with Paul the words of 1 Corinthians 15, 55, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Huh. Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Beloved, some people, even some Christians, treat death and the grave like it is the boogeyman hiding in the shadows. When God spoke through the prophet Hosea in Hosea 13, 14, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Oh, death, I will be thy plagues. Oh, grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. Beloved, God was speaking about death and the grave like rapper turned actor who sometimes still acts like a rapper. LL Cool J was speaking about all who have forgotten that he was one of the king pens of rappers. And mama said, knock you out with the beginning lyrics. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I've been here for years. Followed by, I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> Mama said, knock you out. I said, I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> Mama said, knock you out. Beloved, what Mama told LL Cool J to do, God has told us to trust and believe in the knockout. For LL Cool J, it was a knockout of the competition. For God, it was a knockout of death and the grave. So that instead of treating death and the grave like the dark shroud of the boogeyman, we can remember that we'll walk in the light, the beautiful light. Come where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright. Shine all around us by day and by night. Jesus! The light of the world. Yes, yes. Beloved, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. And Paul offered us a forewarning in 1 Corinthians 15, 56. The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. The sting of death. Because death still hurts when it happens. Grief is real. And the strength of sin, because sin is very real, may exist, but neither have victory over the, I need to know who's in the house, over the saved, the sanctified, the Holy Ghost filled, and the fire baptized. Do we have anybody in here who's been saved? Do we have anybody who is sanctified? Do we have anybody who is Holy Ghost filled? Do we have anybody in here who is fire baptized? You see, beloved, Jesus the Christ came to forgive sin. As Paul told us in 1 Timothy 1.15, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, came into the world to save sinners. Beloved, Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And in case you confuse, sinners like you. And sinners like me. And beloved, Jesus the Christ came to fulfill the law as Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 17. 
Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And beloved, Jesus' fulfillment of the law was revealed to us by Jesus in Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So if you want to know what God wants you to do, you ain't got to work that hard. Jesus made it clear. So, beloved, what does it all mean? It means that we have victory in Jesus. It means that we can forget about all that stuff that those who are ignorant of their faith or who might be weaker in their faith might want to debate about because they are still too busy walking by sight. And call what they see, what they have faith in, when 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 tells us, For we walk by faith, not by sight. For those who are faith walkers, for those who are truth speakers, for those who are word of God believers, we get encouraged, we get inspired. Beloved, we get overjoyed when we read Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 1557 but thanks be to God thanks be to God thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ beloved God promises we must be faithful and believe when you gave your life to God through Jesus Christ is guided by the Holy Spirit, God gave you the victory in God through Jesus Christ as guided by the Holy Spirit. God gave that victory to the faithful on this side of glory and God gave that victory to the faithful on the other side of glory. And beloved, because we are victorious, not a thought, not a notion, not an idea, but a belief. We, those of the new school, can declare in the words of Donnie McClurkin, we are victorious. We are victorious. Nothing can conquer us. Why? Because we are victorious. And beloved, because we are victorious, again, not a thought, again, not a notion, again, not an idea, but a belief. We, those of the old school, can declare, I heard. An old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. And I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. So beloved, if you know that you have got the victory, does anybody know that they got the victory? Does anybody know that they got the victory? 
then there is something that you must do beyond singing and declaring. As Paul explained in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. <laughs> Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Be ye unmovable. Be ye always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as ye know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain in the Lord. Beloved, live in victory and be steadfast. That means that when the going gets tough, the tough, the victorious in Christ, huh, keep it moving. Beloved, live in victory and be unmovable. That means that when everyone else is running away because things have gotten too hard, the focused, the victorious in Christ, stand. Beloved, live in victory and be about the work of the Lord. That means when everyone else is making an excuse for not coming to church, huh? not being trustworthy in ministry, huh? not doing the things that Christians are supposed to do, huh? The faithful, the victorious in Christ, show up and show out. And beloved, you must, in your victory, remember that all that you do for God matters. All that you do matters. No matter how big, no matter how small. And your labor, your work that may not make any sense to anyone other than you and God. It all matters because Paul wrote in Colossians 3, 23 and 24, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Did you? I'm going to say that again because some of y'all think y'all doing stuff for me. Some of y'all think y'all doing stuff for somebody else. It says, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Christ. And beloved, while you are doing what you do in your victory, encourage yourself on the good days. And encourage yourself on the bad days with words like, this morning, when I rose, yeah, I didn't have no doubt. This morning, when I rose, yeah, I didn't have no doubt. You see, this morning, when I rose, yeah, I didn't have no doubt. Why? I know the Lord will take care of me. I know the Lord will provide for me. I know the Lord will lead and guide me all the way, yeah, all the way. And so, beloved, our victory in Jesus should help us to understand better what happens when we die, when our loved ones die. But if you need more, hear what Jesus said in John 14, 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare.
I am, there ye may be also. And we want to get up in church and talk about, I ain't never doubted God before. I thank God for Thomas for keeping it real. When he said, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? And Jesus, and Jesus says unto all of us, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No man, no woman cometh unto the Father, unto God, but by me. By Jesus. Beloved, our victory is talos, whole, complete in Jesus. So, beloved, you as a Christian, hear me right, should always walk as if you are victorious. Because you are. No matter what comes against you in life or in death, remember your victory, a victory that is coming. Coming by faith for 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18 tells us, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, work for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For beloved in Christ, in life or death, we already have the victory. Therefore, beloved in Christ, in life or death, be it resolved that you will see the victory. Somebody say Jesus. Therefore, beloved, in Christ, in life or death, be it resolved that you will believe in the victory. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Therefore, beloved, in Christ, in life or death, be it resolved that you will have faith in the victory. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Therefore, beloved, in Christ, in life or death, be it resolved that you will achieve the victory. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. And therefore, beloved, in Christ, in life or death, be it resolved that you will shout the victory. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. And beloved, while you shouting like you done lost your mind because you now got the mind of Christ, do remember, oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me. And he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is due him. Because he plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Somebody say victory. Victory. Somebody say victory. victory. Somebody shout victory. Amen. 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 Amen.
Thank you for tuning in to the radio broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Rev. Dr. Randall Kane Jr. It is our prayer that this message inspires you to further your walk with Christ. For more information about Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, go to our website, zmmbc.net, or call 336-725-7390. We live stream our services on our Facebook page. Just search for Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church page. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Dunleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Be blessed and continue to further your walk with Christ.